here with us. Some of us are not able to be here, and, and certainly our prayers are with them. Uh, we do thank you for, for being here this morning. Our lesson for this morning is... I have to find it. <laughs> it's a, a lesson that, that I came up with. I found it in a book and, and thought, well, this would be a good, good one for us to study. I don't really have a series going on for our Sunday morning right now, and so... Uh, uh, now I'm just picking out lessons here and there. But this came uh, uh, across the, the road to Emmaus. The road to Emmaus. Maybe you're not familiar with the road to Emmaus. Several years ago, there was a song that was put out, a southern gospel type song. And the Steels were the ones that sang it. Uh, but it was called On the Road to Emmaus. And I remember my mom commenting that she had never really thought about the road to Emmaus until she heard that song. And so as I've been preparing this lesson, I've been singing it over and over in my head uh, just because of, of the familiarity with it. But have you ever experienced something that made you question whether or not it really happened? Have you ever had an experience that was just unforgettable, but it was, it was like, am I dreaming? And I wonder if that's the way that the two disciples that we're going to, to discuss today, I wonder if that's how they felt in their experience as they walked along the road. They were talking about Jesus. And Jesus appeared to them, but, but they didn't know who he was. Following the resurrection, Jesus made multiple appearances to his disciples, revealing himself in the flesh, if you will. And in his appearances, his disciples were shocked to find him alive. How can this be? Uh, every death, the human origin, it, it, it's final, with the exception of those that Jesus was able to raise, such as Lazarus. The disciples going toward Emmaus, however, were not aware that they were speaking to Jesus. It wasn't revealed until uh, about the time that he disappeared from their side. But they were not aware that it was him. The way that Jesus speaks to them their reaction when learning that he was the Christ, the one they had spent time with before his crucifixion. Whenever they pondered these things in, in hindsight, they realized that it was him. But as he walked with them, and as he talked with them, they did not know who he was. Although it is mentioned briefly in Mark, Luke is the only writer to share with us the details of the conversation between Jesus and these disciples. And so with that in mind, I want us to take a closer look. Our text is from Luke 24, but I want to back up to, to Luke 23 because we need to, to set the scene, if you will. We need to understand what is going on before we get to Luke 24. 
we recognize that Jesus had died. He had been crucified on a cross. He had suffered great pain and, and agony. He was mocked and scourged. Luke 23, beginning with verse 26. Now as they led him away, they laid, him, laid hold of a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, who was coming from the country. And on him they laid the cross, that he might bear it after Jesus. And a great multitude of the people followed him, and women who also mourned and lamented him. But Jesus, turning to them, said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For indeed the days are coming in which they will say, Blessed are the barren, wombs that never bore, and breasts which never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in the green wood, what will be done in the dry? There were also two others, criminals, led with him to be put to death. And when they had come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on, but even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. The soldiers also mocked him, coming and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourselves. And an inscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Now it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. Then the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. So when the centurion saw what had happened, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And the whole crowd who came together to that sight, seeing what had been done, beat their breasts and returned. But all his acquaintances and the women who followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. The disciples believed that this was the end. <coughs> Jesus' life was finished. The things that, that He had promised, the things that He had taught, He was dead. They believed that He had been defeated. They had lost all hope of what 
they thought he would accomplish. And we see that evidenced in the disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. Their lack was hope. They lacked hope. We read that Jesus was buried in the tomb, but we also find that it wasn't the end of the Christ because He was resurrected from the dead. In Luke 24, beginning with verse 1, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here but risen, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Verse 8. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles and their words seemed to them like idle tales and they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb and stooping down he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves and he departed marveling to himself at what had happened. Can you imagine the disbelief that they felt in the very beginning when coming to the tomb and finding that the body of Jesus was gone. That it was not there. And yet Jesus had foretold and He had taught His disciples that He was going to return, that He would be resurrected the third day. But some of them needed the reminder. And even with that reminder, they, they still had a hard time believing So as we come to the disciples walking on the road to Emmaus, they had heard the accounts of Jesus' resurrection, but they did not know them to be true. That's what they were discussing. They did not know what to make of them. And so as they're walking on the road to Emmaus, they're discussing the stories and the the, the accounts that they've heard that Jesus had been resurrected. This is found in one other account, but very briefly in Mark's account. In Mark 16 and beginning with verse 12, Mark 16, verses 12 and 13, after that he appeared in another form to two of them, as they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. See, sort of a pattern here with those that are told, hey, I've seen Jesus, He's been resurrected. It's a hard thing to believe. 
And so even after being told what had happened, the ones who heard the account of these two disciples, they did not believe until Jesus revealed Himself to them. But as we come to the road to Emmaus, we pick up in verse 13 of Luke 24. Verse 13 of Luke 24. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So it was while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained, so that they did not know him. And he said to them, What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then one whose name was Cleopas, and it's the only one that is named of these two, the one whose name was Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happened there in these days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. I want you to notice the wording here in verse 19. How they describe Jesus. He was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. One of the things that we find about these two gentlemen walking on this road is that they were not without faith. They believed Jesus to be great, even to be the Son of God. They had not lost faith in who He was, who He had been. Verse 20, how the chief priests and our rulers delivered Him to be condemned to death and crucified Him. But we were hoping that it was He who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find His body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said He was alive, and certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. That's what they were discussing. The events of the crucifixion, the events of the burial, and the events of of the body not being in the tomb. Verse 25, Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory? 
And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus did not share with them anything new. He went back to Moses and to the words of the prophets and He revealed Himself to them through those words, through the Scriptures, through the things that they had already been taught, the things that they needed to be reminded of. They were not without faith. They just lacked full faith. They, they had run out of hope. But Jesus explained to them that these are the things that must happen, that needed to happen, the things that were foretold in Scripture regarding Himself. And in verse 28, then they drew near to the village where they were going, and He indicated that He would have gone farther. They constrained Him, saying, Abide with us, for... It is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. In verse 30, Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, verse 32, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them and the breaking of bread. As these disciples gathered together, one would share an account, I, I, I saw the empty tomb, or I saw Jesus. And these two disciples, they did the same. They, they went to, to the apostles, to the eleven, and those who were with them, and said, we, we too have seen Jesus. They were excited to share the news that Jesus was not dead, but that He was alive, that He was indeed alive. However, they were not believed, at least not until Jesus revealed Himself to the disciples as a whole. In Luke 24, beginning with verse 36, Luke 24 and verse 36. Now as they said these things, Jesus Himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And He said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of a broiled fish, 
and some honeycomb. And he took it and ate in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Uh, Again, this was nothing new. This was nothing they should have been surprised about. It was from the Scriptures. It had been foretold, and these things were to be, and these things were. It's hard for them to believe that Jesus could come back from the dead. And all their hopes had been dashed to pieces. Hopes that, that He would redeem His people Israel. He revealed himself as risen from the dead. But I want us to focus the the rest of our lesson on a particular verse that we find in Luke 24. As we look at these two disciples, as they're walking down the road and and discussing the events, they're they're, they're having a, a, a very... Probably a very common conversation to something that we would would do today. How we would talk to one another. Uh, We witness something or we hear something and and we discuss those things with a friend. And as they're discussing, Jesus comes and and appears to them, but, but they do not know who He is. But as they're explaining to Him the events concerning Himself, not knowing who He is. He has revealed Himself as the Christ. And once they realize that He is the Christ, it said in verse 32 of Luke 24, Did not our heart burn within us while He talked with us on the road? And while he opened the scriptures to us, did not our heart burn within us? Let me ask you a question. When was it that their hearts burned within them? When was it that they realized that their hearts burned within them? Was it when they were talking about Jesus? They had not lost their faith. They still believed Him to be the Christ and they still believed in His intended mission. They still believed that He had come intending to redeem Israel. Their lack of hope was what was missing. Their lack of hope of His will being accomplished. Was it when they were talking about Jesus that their hearts burned within them? Or was it when they were talking to Jesus 
as they were walking along the road, as they were telling him of the events of, of the days that had transpired, the events of the crucifixion and the tomb. Was it when they were talking to Jesus that their hearts burned within them? Or was it when Jesus spoke to them that their hearts burned within them? Let's go back and read verse 32 again. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road? While he opened the scriptures to us. While he talked with us on the road. It wasn't when they were talking about Jesus. And it wasn't even when they were talking to Jesus that was of such great importance to them. But it was when Jesus spoke to them when he expounded the things of the scriptures to them and they listened that was important there's an application that we can make from this to our lives today we may think uh, of different things as of a really great, and they are of great significance. Don't, don't get me wrong. These things are of great significance. It is of great significance that we talk to God. It is of great significance that we pray to Him. That we share with Him our, our worries and our fears. That we share with Him our thanksgiving and our praise. Those things are important to God. It's important that we be here to praise God. And we praise Him in song, again in prayer, in doing His will. Those things are important. But of even greater importance than talking to Him or, or even talking about Him such as I am doing with you today. It's more important that we listen. Jesus reveals Himself through His Word. He, he revealed Himself to the disciples through the Scriptures. And He reveals Himself to us today in His Word. It's a little harder for us because we know the Scriptures. We know what the Bible tells us. We know what the Bible tells us to do. But our passion for doing His will will be lost if we fail to stop and listen. As we study God's Word, listen to what He is saying to us. If we want to renew our passion for serving God, and we need a passion for doing His will, we need a passion for winning the lost to Him. Sometimes maybe we need to stir that passion within us. We need for our hearts to burn within us, just as it burned within the disciples on the road to Emmaus. But how is that going to happen 
if we fail to stop and listen. Listening is also of very great importance in renewing our passion for serving God and sharing the gospel. Like the disciples, when He is revealed to us, do we have the passion necessary to share the gospel with the lost? It's of great importance that we share the gospel with the lost. Look at the latter verses of of chapter 24, verses 44 through 47. Then He said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets in the Psalms concerning me. And He opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then He said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all the nations beginning at Jerusalem. The mission was begun when the gospel was first preached to the the Jews in its entirety, when they were told what they needed to do to be saved on the day of Pentecost. That was where it began. But it didn't end there. It didn't end with the apostles. It continues with us today. We are to share the gospel. We are to preach the gospel. We continue the mission today when we preach the gospel, baptizing men and women in the name of Jesus Christ, making disciples of the nations as we have been commanded in Matthew 18 or 28 verses 19 through 20. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. We continue that mission today. Just as important as it is for us to stop and listen when we have heard the words of God We have heard the will of God. It's important that we do. That we not only obey it ourselves, but that we share it with those who are lost. We need a passion for preaching the gospel. But that passion is stirred when we stop and listen. I hope that you have listened more than you've spoken in some respect. I hope that you've listened to the will of God, that you've obeyed the will of God. But maybe it is that that you do need to obey the gospel. And if that is your need, then we would be glad to help you in that need. Maybe it is that You've wandered away. Maybe you need to come back. Maybe you need to repurpose or rededicate your life to Him and faithfulness. Maybe you need to ask for prayer, for forgiveness. Certainly that opportunity is available to you. Whatever your need may be, if you're outside of Christ today, 
And we don't want you to leave in that same position. We want you to leave in Christ. And so we offer the Lord's invitation to you. If you're in need of responding, then we give you the opportunity as together we stand. And as